Hello all, I'm Lloyd, and welcome to a bio of a gray hat hacker. Now, if you're here, you probably saw or listened to the trailer that I had put out, and this podcast is actually being uh, based around a book that I'm writing, and I figured that having a free flow more so um, platform would allow me a better way to write this book because there's a lot there (laughs) to be honest I mean um, I've been a hacker for about 30 years now so I'm 39 I would be 9 years old when I consider myself as I started hacking. So, um, I'll get into a little bit more through some of the topics that we cover on myself. I hate to talk about myself. Just to be honest, I hate talking about myself. Always have. And I do think that was one of the reasons I became a hacker. Because I wasn't very good at interacting with people and you know I had things that I was good at or things that I was bad at but most of the time if I was really really good at something I didn't like to talk about it and that's simply because I was always worried about other people feeling bad well when I was little anyway these days and we'll talk about that later too I am who I am But because I'm highly skilled in something, I don't like to talk about it. Because it, it, to me, it just comes across as too, uh, too prideful, honestly. So, I just want to lay a little bit of ground rules here. Uh, As you saw in the trailer, or listened to. We aren't going to be going into how to use any tools. We'll go over theory behind tools. We're not going to learn how to program. We're not going to learn how I can break into my boss's email. We're not going to learn any of that shit. I'll talk about theory and how sort of to do things, but I'm not going to be doing any kind of demos or anything like that. I, I just want to be clear on that. Because, you know, I don't want a bunch of listeners coming over like, oh man, I'm going to learn how to, you know, hack the Pentagon. And, and then like, no, no we aren't. That's not happening. Number one, you know, I happen to be kind of a patriot of my country. And, um, I, nah, I'm good. And number two... That's not really my area of expertise. I don't consider myself a keyboard jockey. I'm a uh, an information specialist is the best way to, to describe myself until you know we get into some other topics that are more in my wheelhouse. Um, I am a very, very high skilled information specialist, and the 
the rest of my hacking background basically revolves around that. Because yes, I'm a good programmer. But I don't consider myself keyboard jockey because, you know, I have friends that can, you know, do a lot of the hacking on the fly. You know, when shit hits the fan, you're like, oh, you know. <laughs> and you got a time limit. I am not the guy that you want to be sitting in the chair trying to figure it out. I don't do good programming under pressure, in other words. But, so we're not going to cover, like, the, 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 t we'll cover the tools themselves of a hacker, but we're not going to be going into specific use case scenarios. Like, I'm not going to tell you, oh, you need to use this tool with this time, yada, yada. I don't have time for that shit. I'm sorry. This is more so about discussing what it means to be a hacker. Because for you people that are still sitting in your, your chairs or, you know, got me on in the background with YouTube, because we all do it. You know, you're playing a game that you don't like the music in it, you put on a podcast, right? You know, stop me when I'm lying. But... <laughs> So we aren't going over any of that. Now, I'm going to call this the intro of this episode, but what we're going to get into uh, will be kind of kind of how, I guess, society views us, hackers, all of us, all the three main hats, and it's still upsetting here in 2022 and we'll get into that when we're back so i'm just reading on the net and i come across this article and i really didn't know what the point of this article was it's like why do people hack 10 eye-opening hacker motivations what are hackers' illicit incentives for attacking websites, devices, networks, and databases? Let's explore why hackers hack. So, to me, as a... Eh, well... Bullshit aside, I'm, I'm, I'm a damn good hacker, right? I read this as kind of a... Kind of an attack. On just anybody who considers themselves a hacker. It, like, the only thing that we can do with hacking is terrible or bad for somebody. And people like this article writer kind of uh, pits me off. Because society, still, in 2022... They don't understand who we are. They, they you, you know, see just the the Guy Fox masks made popular by anonymous hacking groups and stuff like that. 
And it, it almost became trendy. It, it's just, it's a trend. It's a fad now. Or they see the, you know, younger person in their mom's basement wearing the hoodie. That's what society thinks about the hacker. Or they see, you know, the dark net. The big bad place of all and all and um, where the boogeyman is. Where all the bad people hang out. That's what normal people see in their mind when they hear the word hacker. Even my friends, people that, you know, I've told them years ago, you know, you tell somebody you're a hacker, even if they're your best friend, my parents even, they'd look at you like they couldn't trust you anymore because of the associations with all the bad things you can do with hacking and the lack of understanding of society of the hacker. So, in this article, the number one that this person put was for ransom demands. This reasons why hackers hack. Yes, some of us probably do hack to facilitate ransom or to steal from people. This does happen a lot. But not every hacker is going, well, I'm going to go, you know, uh, collect some ransom today. Because that's the number one thing on my list. Number two, send spam and phishing emails. I have also never woke up in the morning and go, you know, I really got to start spear fishing that uh, damn Nigerian prince again. He's getting on my last nerves. Right? I don't even understand this one. Get money from revenue per click advertising. Now is digital marketing not a legitimate form of doing business? It's it's a hacker exclusive? I don't actually know how that fits into hacking the way that he's got it listed here. Because according to the way that that's worded, that's like clicking on any link at all. Somebody's trying to hack you. And thus we're still bad. PPC is one of the good forms of advertising. You know, you put a link in your stuff and somebody clicks it. And depending on your advertising platform and what you're trying to do, you know. Number four, to sell the data on the dark net. Okay, this needs to be said. It's the deep web. It's the deep web. For you normal people, I probably don't have that many listening, who 
who are normal, average users. But for you people, it is the deep web. And the dark net is a relatively small portion of the deep web. And all the deep web is, is the internet itself digitally is massive, right? And I'm, I'm sorry, my fellow hackers, I'm not talking to you here. I'm trying to break this down so that the normal person can understand it. It's massive. Years ago, it started getting indexed. It used to be that you had to have a URL or a TCIP address to, to go anywhere, i.e. a web page or bulletin board at one point. I was, I'm a little bit younger than that era. You know, I grew up in the age of AOL. You know, that was bad enough. But the guys and, and girls before me, you know, they were kicking it on the bulletin boards. Luckily, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, I, you know, had it easy. We, we had chat rooms. But, these, uh, It's a device. Think of it like a device. It's a crawler. They're out there crawling the web and indexing everything that's on it. Right? The surface web is everywhere that these crawlers, the most known one probably to you is the Googlebot, are indexing all these pages constantly anything that's left out of that index is the deep web and that is massive still and there's very good reasons to not index everything so the deep web just operates how the old school web was because it was the web <laughs> okay so it's only deep because it hasn't been explored. Think of it that way. The dark net is nothing more than a few, well, it's, it's relatively small by the massiveness of the entire web. A few nodes, if you will, in the deep web. And it's truly off the grid. That's the dark net. Just to get to the deep web, you have to use something like Tor. To get to the dark net, well, we'll cover that at another time. But that's the three levels of the web. It, it's, it's not scary. Well, it can be. But not every hacker is going to the dark net to sell data. 
When I say that's off the grid, it's off the grid. You better know your shit. If you're going to go hang out in the darknet, and not all things are bad in the darknet. Because we're going to talk about like the different hat colors here in a minute. But not everything is bad in the darknet. It's just... You need to be more on your toes. I don't know a better way to say it. You just need to be more on your toes. But it's not somewhere that everybody goes every day all the time. For executing black hat SEO, again, another marketing thing. Number six, build a botnet. I mean, I haven't taken a poll in a few years, but most of us aren't out there building botnets. I mean, we probably all find them pretty cool in concept. And we might have tinkered with some things here and there. But even botnets are not bad in and of themselves. Government espionage. So now we're... Probably all traitors to our country are bad for the country that uh, sent us. That, that's great. To gain fame? No. God, no. I mean, even if you can get famous on a few uh, sites or something like that, like, hey, guess what I did? What a lot of people don't realize is... That, yeah, some people have those oh-so-cool hacker handles. And those, you know, they'll post up on, like I say, certain sites. Uh, you know, guess what I did, and blah, blah, blah. You know, if a person is really good, they don't want to gain any fame. And guess who's never had a hacker handle? Me. You do the job or you don't do the job. Nobody needs to know. Period. So to gain fame, in my opinion, the people that want to gain fame are, you know, the newbies, the skids, script kiddies, kiddos, whatever the fuck the term is today. That's who wants the fame. I never did. I was smart back in the day. Like, you know, I, this just seems like a bad idea. Giving somebody something to identify you by. But take revenge. Uh, I know that there are those of us out there that they have used hacking for this purpose. That's, that's a personal preference, so I can't really fault him for that. Uh, just where you stand morally, I guess. So, eh, I guess kind of legitimate. Number 10 he put for noble purposes. By whose measure? So number 9 and number 10 are kind of like... Again, kind of bullshit reasons in my opinion. Now... 
this whole list, this whole list, I feel is not, it just doesn't paint a good picture of us. Again, no matter which hat you wear. I'm going to call this on this segment, and we're going to come back with that. There's a lot of talk about the different colored hats and the masks and the hoodies and all that stuff. So let's just get that out of the way. In the beginning, there was just the hacker. There was just the hacker. It had nothing to do with hats. had nothing to do with any of this other stuff. Eventually, the hat became just kind of where you stood on a given issue. It's very fluid, is what I'm trying to get across. White hats aren't necessarily great and good, and the black hat's evil incarnate. So, it's more like a white hat would be... I'm trying to think of the best word for it. A white hat would be more about a cause over self-gain, whereas a black hat would be more about self-gain over a cause. Now, those causes could be morally right, morally wrong, morally indifferent. But that was just kind of the gauge that was developed in the community. Eventually, those of us that really thought about it, it's like, we're all gray, man. It, it just kind of depends on the circumstance. So, the hats really are kind of bullshit. They look cool. I happen to wear a lot of gray hats because I consider myself a gray hat. But they're really of no value in the grand scheme of the hacker culture. You're a hacker, you aren't. But... Um, there are a couple other hats that have been designated over the years. Like you got the red hats. Um, and they are um, normally associated with... I apologize, my dog is going crazy. But uh, they are uh, more associated with uh, security and penetration and, um, or in some circumstances, hacking back somebody that's, you know, done something to the system's that they are involved with. And, uh, what's the other one? They're, today, they're more referred to as red team, blue team. Right? Red versus blue. 
And that's kind of why there was ever really a, a redesignation on the black and white. Same deal. With the red team, blue team. Blue team, defenders. Red team, attackers. Okay? But it's still all pretty You're a hacker or you're not. Period. So then we come into the hacker or cybersecurity expert. Hacking is not cybersecurity. I have to say it again. Hacking is not cybersecurity. Hacking is not cyber warfare. You can use hacking in those two things, but they are not those uh, skill sets necessarily. And you have to be specific because everybody that asks me questions all the time, what, um, what was the most recent one? Shit. Uh, like what programming languages do I need to learn how to be a hacker? Bro. Are you a hacker? No. Okay. Learn any programming language you want. I'll get the same question. Are you a hacker? Yeah. Okay. Learn any programming language you want. The reason I say that is... Programming languages, just like with the different hats that we wear, do not define you as a hacker. And I always tell people, you're either a hacker or you're not. We come back to the, the cybersec thing, because in recent years, there's been a shift of, oh, I'm in cybersecurity, so I'm a hacker. No. You're in cybersecurity... So that you can protect your systems from those who hack. Even those who hack are not necessarily a hacker. This is where we get into a bit of the philosophy of being a hacker. Hacking is an art form. Okay, You can learn by rote how to break a system. You can learn by rote how to... Um, execute certain commands to make certain results happen in any given system. Hacking is an art form because even though you might have this uber repeatable result when somebody say updates their security policy within a framework <laughs> So your learned-by-rote methodology that would have worked six months ago now doesn't work. What do you do? You start trying shit. That's what you do. But because of your adaptability and working with the systems that you work with, you have a base to start at. And rehack what you knew how to hack before, right? So you're agile. But you can't 
teach somebody how to think. <laughs> it's basically what I'm trying to... You can't teach somebody how to think. You can teach them techniques and you can teach them how to do something in a static environment. Like this works right now. But the second that you shift it on them, that's where the rubber meets the road. And a person who's a hacker knows they're a hacker. A person who is just learning things by rote, they don't know it, I guess, but that's what they're doing. If you're a cybersecurity expert, you just got to keep up to date on the most current trends. But hackers are out there constantly redeveloping their plans of attack and, you know, getting one over on you. In my case, I'm both. I am a hacker and I'm a cybersecurity expert. Well, I am a little bass backwards in that the hacker is traditionally thought of as somebody who only works with computers and only does, you know, stuff on the web. Today, there are many types of hackers who work on many types of systems. And they have been designated as hackers. Example, the social engineer. They may never touch a computer. A good social engineer doesn't need to program. A good social engineer does not need um, to know TCIP protocol. They don't need to know 10 programming languages. I know those things. They don't need to know those things. Because they specialize in using technology to accomplish the goal of leveraging where they want to be in somewhere's organization. For instance, there's more to it than that, but I'm using that as a basic example. I got started on more on the hardware side, right? Like I say, I started when I was nine years old. Why do I say that? Because back in the day, we had what was known as the Game Genie, right? And for cartridge games, for the Nintendo. And you get with your buddies, and you get this Game Genie, and it would come with a book, and it had all these codes in it. And lo looking back on it now, I'm pretty sure it was, what, Hex? Or it was like a bastardized version of Hex that they had determined that would, you know, cause certain results in a game, right? That was like the invention of the cheat code. Before that, it was actually Contra, but nobody cares about that. I'm sure you don't. You might. Anyway. So, you know, me and the buddies would have this book, and we'd just start trying shit. And there'd be every once in a while that you would find a code <laughs> that wasn't in the book that would cause another result. That's hacking. That's what hacking is. But that doesn't make us hackers. We were hacking, but that didn't make us hackers. 
So as years went on, you know, I got more into, uh, I've always been into video games, so that didn't change. But, you know, then I started playing with sound systems and I started playing with, um, what was the other big one when I was younger? I never got into vehicles really. So that's why I say I stuck with like the sound systems. I put a sound system in a car like it's going out of style. And I can make some sound systems do some crazy things. But, you know, I had my video games. And I had the uh, sound systems. I joined the military. I worked as an electronic warfare technician. This is a person who generally works in the areas of, say, missile tracking and uh, electronic countermeasures and counter-countermeasures, that kind of thing. I did a lot more work on hardware. So if you think about a hardware modification on to, say, a console or to a computer in a lot of cases or things like that. But I did a lot of hardware modifications, <laughs> i.e. hacking. I was a hardware hacker. And that's where I really got my start in hacking as an adult. But the core when I came back to the programming language and everything like that, I did that to understand more what I was doing with the hardware. Because all the hardware has an electrical signal that goes through it. And by the way, again, this is very, very simple, basic bullshit electronic theory. So please nobody call me on this. So you got the electronic signal that goes through. You have certain chipsets that are programmed in a way to make that uh, electronic signal activate and do certain things in your system, right? Whether you are hacking a physical item, whether you are hacking a group of people, they're all systems. They're all systems. The computer itself is a system.